Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. We're coming to you a day early, although we did this last week, so I don't know. Maybe this is the new norm, but... I'd, I'd rather not, but... Yeah. It was either come come a day late or come a day early, so I thought it'd probably be better to come a day early. Uh, I'm always down to podcast anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Movies with Wrestlers is up now. You can't find it just yet through itunes so i mean you'd have to go to the not safe for network page probably or the blog spot page for movies with wrestlers.blogspot.com but if you want to jump out ahead you can listen to it there and uh it should be up hopefully here soon in a day or two but um in the meanwhile it's it's a pretty good podcast i really enjoyed it uh their first one eric was talking with a friend and Eric from shooting the shit show, then shooting the show as it got changed because we had problems with iTunes then. But uh, they're talking about a movie, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it was essentially a Steven Seagal and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, <laughs> and it sounds delightfully horrible <laughs> the way they're... As you would expect from any Steven Seagal movie, but especially one from 2012. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fat Steven Seagal. (laughs) And uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but I recorded one too that's going to come down the pike. And we did No Holds Barred, so that should be fun whenever that comes up. But it's a really great show. Check it out for sure. Um, Anywho, uh, so what's going on, Brandon? How you doing? Oh, just living the dream. I, uh... So, like, a week or two ago, I bought uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Blu-ray. Is there good features on it? I actually haven't watched any of the features on that one. Okay. Um, but my uh, oldest daughter hijacked it, so it was <laughs> in a room. I'm like, just give me the case so I can at least, like, put the digital download copy on my on our system. So I went and did that and I had to sign up for something and it gave me two free movies. Oh, nice. So, and it just like randomly gave me two movies. Oh, for free. (laughs) What were the two that you got? I can't remember what the one was. And the other one was, uh, Ghostbusters colon answer the call. Oh, nice. Nice. So I ended up, uh, rewatching that the other night. And I watched a bunch of the extra special features from it. How's it hold up on the second viewing? You know, it was a lot more interesting because it was a extended cut. Oh, I haven't. I didn't like even know they another, did one. Had like another fifteen minutes worth of stuff added to it, and it's funny because I'm watching. I'm like, I don't remember that scene at all. So it took you a little while to figure out as an extended cut, huh? <laughs> well, it, no, I knew that right away, but. Because it actually said it like on the little icon for oh, gotcha. that movie. So it wasn't a surprise. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> no, it was just like, I'm watching. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that wasn't there before. Cause, and a lot of it was really funny stuff. It, it looked like it was just cut for time. Yeah. Yeah, when you're doing any kind of comedy, you generally don't want to have it over 90 minutes. So. I'd imagine there's some stuff that hits the floor. Yeah. But I watched the extended cut and it was it was still held up really well, so. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um yeah, I didn't really have a very eventful week, so I won't go into <laughs> that, but we did see Thor Ragnarok, but we're going to save that for the end of the podcast cuz as normal, we're just going to do our spoilerific review. Yeah. Because fuck you guys 
<laughs> we like talking about this shit. But it seems like most of America went and watched it. Did like 121 million in its opening weekend, which I guess was like puts it in the top four for Marvel movies, of which there's 17 now. I was just Good looking Lord. at. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like it, it had. They haven't even been making them for 10 years, and there's 17 of them. That's crazy. Makes me real happy to be a comic book fan nowadays. <laughs> but anyway, um, we should start out talking. We we didn't talk about any scandals last week because we we're having a, a Halloween um, episode. Yeah. So I hope if you didn't catch the Not Safe for Network special, uh, the Halloween special, the the video only, it was not on the podcast. You can still check it out the Not Safe for Network page. Um, you know, I think I set it up for YouTube and forgot to put it on YouTube. <laughs> it might be on YouTube. I can't remember if I actually. I know got you it put the YouTube. intro up on YouTube. Did I? Yeah. Well, then it's on there. Because <laughs> my <laughs> wife was really like rolling at the intro with your daughter running <laughs> through the woods. People love the key dropping scene. <laughs> it's like I thought it was funny, but I didn't think anybody would really laugh at it because it's such a mainstay in horror movies. But people seem to love that little that little segment. But if you want to see what we're talking about, I guess it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure because I don't think I would have just put the intro on YouTube. But um, anywho, so we so we should talk about some of these scandals here um and i don't even know where to go with the harvey weinstein stuff there's been so much i can't even remember what we talked about but i do know he's being brought up on rape i think in new york i think he's being brought up yeah and i know i or they're they're uh they're building a case against him i should yeah and i think they're doing it overseas in london as well oh interesting i hadn't heard that yeah but what's been really interesting is in the in the wake of that, other people are getting um, named and stuff's happening with that. So I think the really big one that's happening right now is Kevin Spacey because he – so an actor who's on Star Trek Discovery, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he shared a story that when he was 14 and Spacey was like 23 – and like I think it was like 1985 or 86, um, back when he was doing some a play on Broadway, he was at a party and he tried to like basically put himself on top of this guy, and uh, and so that like not that basically like Kevin Spacey shot back right away and was like said he didn't remember it it was probably influenced by alcohol but he apologized and then like tried to make it a whole coming out story of which everybody was pissed off and was like no that's like that's not okay to like try and turn yeah, your straight rape is rape yeah yeah it doesn't <laughs> matter that you're coming out that's not the story that we're talking about you know and uh and then a bunch of other people have come out and said things and apparently Kevin Spacey likes kids. Like yeah. it just, it just seems that that's what he's into because there's been a lot of stories on top of that. Um, during house of cards, there's been a, a whole bunch of people that stepped forward and said that he was, um, doing things that were making them very uncomfortable and sexually harassing a lot of guys on the set at house of cards. And so, Netflix wound up shutting down production. Like first they were saying that they weren't going to do anything with him for the rest of the season. And they said they were just shutting it down altogether and there would be no more seasons. Yeah. And they, well, the last I heard is they, cause they're going to shut down house cards, but they're going to run with one or two spinoff series uh, without Kevin, obviously. Right. So I think that's what they're, going to pursue with that property and apparently they had a movie they were working on with him too that was going to have a limited run in theaters and they were going to make an oscar push with it and they're saying that they're not doing that now too in fact that movie may not even see the light of day now so yeah there's like repercussions going through there and then on top of that brett ratner got popped for um sexual harassment from a bunch of people which like I I guess I totally knew that was a thing. Like we've not been Brett Ratner fans on this podcast. Uh, Zach in particular has like really gone after Brett Ratner a few times when Zach was on the show, and I definitely joined in because I'd never liked him, and I've heard enough about him where 
it seemed to me like this shouldn't have been a surprise because there was already this talk. Like I definitely heard this kind of talk about Brett Ratner, but I hadn't heard that he actually like raped some people. And like one, one lady was saying he forced her into oral sex. And so, so he had a movie that's coming up, uh, that was supposed to be a biopic on Hugh Hefner. And apparently the studio's putting that on hold and Jared Leto was supposed to star in it. And he's saying he's not going to be involved in it now. So, like Hollywood's really feeling the repercussions from this stuff and they should like a lot of this stuff I think they knew about and they just didn't do anything about it you know yeah so it's it's no excuse you can't just stay quiet and hope it goes away like you gotta expose that shit when it happens so uh the other one I uh read about is uh Danny Masterson yeah um I guess there's four women that came up and uh, alleged that Danny raped them like early 2000s after the run of that 70s show. And I guess it was kind of a date rape sort of situation. Like the girls would pass out and wake up and, you know, yeah and god damn it because <laughs> uh because i'd been watching the ranch and uh, they're what three seasons in so far and i because they had announced they were going to drop the fourth season here in a couple of weeks and i just don't think i'm gonna watch that no because i can't really i can't support that yeah it's and it's God, this shit is... I'm glad that it's coming out. It's just really unfortunate that it was present all over. And it's present all over in the world, too. So it's not... I'm not shocked by any means, but we definitely hit a tipping point. It's interesting. I was talking with somebody about this the other day, and uh, it seems like with sexual harassment, we I think we've hit a tipping point. Like I think the Harvey Weinstein thing was... That was just the tipping point. Because we're talking like Donald Trump, like his whole thing, and then being elected president with grab the pussy and all that, like that put it into everybody's minds and really sparked discussion. But I don't think that was the tipping point. No. I think Harvey Weinstein, that was the tipping point. I think that's when people were just like, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. That's when specifically when women were like, we're not going to put up with it anymore and, and started speaking out and it just, it's reverberating and touching everything now. And I, I hope that that continues because there's always going to be skeevy guys in the shadows who take advantage of people and we got to expose them to the light all that we can, no matter who they are. Like these people that use power to, to get what they want. It's, it's just plain evil. Like there's no, there's no shades of gray in this, you know? Yeah. So, um, we need to like everybody who's been abused and, and feels like they were reduced just needs to keep speaking out. And more importantly to people like us, we got to listen and do things, you know, like if you're at a work situation and somebody says something about their boss, you got to do something about it. You can't just sit there and on your hands and say, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, like help people out. Like, be an ally, you know? So, anybody I missed? I'm sure there's only 20 or 40 people. Ugh. It's just every day more and more is coming out. But. And I know uh, Corey Feldman actually came out this week and announced one of his abusers. Yeah, who was that? It was basically a nobody actor, but. And, and he was, I think he was involved in, like, License to Drive and one other movie. Okay. He's listed on the IMDb page for them. And I I think those two movies are all he's ever been in, but he used that fame to abuse a, a lot of kids. So Yeah. Yeah, I was following Corey Haim up to when he was saying, or Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, up until um, 
he was saying that you know he was he had the Kickstarter campaign. He was saying that he wanted to cover his ass like legally, and so he needed the money to do some documentary to release the names. And then when he went to release the names, I clicked on one article, and it was clickbait that didn't really say what it, it you know it's a like Feldman's name and name, and then it didn't like <laughs> and but I knew that was a story, and I didn't have time to follow up on it, and I just never got around to following up on it. So yeah. Well, name some more names, Corey. <laughs> I think we're in the right environment now where maybe you don't get sued if, if that's the concern. So, um, moving on, there's just no good way to transition. So, <laughs> mo- moving on to something else. Um, so, the Justice League, a bunch of details are starting to come out from behind the scenes. And uh, the word is right now that it's testing really well. They said that the, the early testing that they were doing of justice league, it was just coming out as a shit show. And the reason was Zack Snyder's stuff was dark and Joss Whedon's stuff was lighter and they hadn't quite found the tone to mix everything. And so, and I guess it's like half of each basically at this point. And so they wound up, um, they've, they've, found a balance finally but it's interesting because joss whedon is not editing the movie like he didn't he really didn't step on as a director he just did directed the reshoots like his name won't be on it even um as a director it's still going to be Zack snyder so uh so it's like an editing company that's (laughs) actually like that's editing the movie at the end but apparently they found a better tone to strike and it's testing pretty well right now. And they're saying it's testing at the levels that Wonder Woman was testing. But that makes me wonder too because they had no faith in Wonder Woman when it came out and were totally blindsided when it did really well. So that makes me wonder how, how maybe they're saying that, but like how well did Wonder Woman test? Like were you just ignoring it when it was testing well? Or did it not test well? and then like this is at the same level and so you're using that like either way sounds equally plausible to me or a third option is it's not good but they're announcing it's testing well just to get butts in the theater yeah but it was the way i read it it really didn't sound like usually when they're trying to say when they're trying to like fool people into thinking that this is doing well DC is not particularly sneaky. Like, you can see through all their bullshit usually. So, if this is bullshit, they fooled me because the way it read, it really seemed like it was not complimentary of DC behind the scenes. But it's saying, like, through the editing process, they've kind of managed it. So, that makes me think that whoever the insider is who's talking about it, I don't think it's like DC trying to make the movie go better, but it could be. Maybe they're just getting more savvy with it. <laughs> maybe they hired somebody to be like a professional liar for him because their lies have fallen so flat lately yeah. i don't know but i i have a tiny bit of hope for this movie now i still think it's going to be bad but i for once see the possibility that maybe it won't be so bad does that make sense yeah i because i watched when i went and saw thor and we'll talk, like I said, like you said earlier, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but they had a trailer for a new trailer for justice league and it looked a little better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it still didn't look great, but it looked better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, another trailer that dropped was they did a, a TV trailer for the last Jedi. Um, and I don't think we even really talked about, well, not very much about the last trailer that they dropped for The Last Jedi anyway, but they dropped the TV trailer. So let me ask you, they seem to be pushing the idea that Rey is going to go to the dark side and have a face-off with Luke. Do you think this is something that's actually going to happen? I don't really see that happening. I I think the dark side's going to try and tempt her, but I yeah. don't see her going that direction. Yeah. Same with me. I think there'll be little, little moments like Luke had little moments in Jedi. 
and even Empire. Like he lets fear kind of control him a little bit when he goes to save his friends. But I don't think that's ultimately what's going to happen. You know, uh, there's a couple of things that are very telling to me. Uh, the first thing was when they talked, like Ryan Johnson was talking about this movie a couple months ago, and he was saying that Ray was disappointed meeting Luke because he wasn't what she pictured him to be, and that it's really hard to meet your heroes. And so I'm like, when I watch the trailers, all the ways that they sort of cut stuff together, like her stuff, it still makes me think that that's all that's going on there. <laughs> You know, uh, I think that they, they have like cut things together and put things together to make it look like something it's not like misrepresented a little bit to give people something to talk about. But what, what's even more telling to me is that Kathleen Kennedy just announced that they're, they're getting together and they're going to start planning out the next 10 years of star Wars and like figuring out the directors and the movies that are going to come out, etc. And she said, the way she said this was like looking at the continuing invention or adventures of Ray, Finn, Poe, and BB-8. And I'm like, okay, why would she like put Ray in that list if Ray is going to go to the dark side? You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. So, and I think Disney plays it a little bit too safe with the Star Wars movies so far <laughs> to where we have to, um, look at that as a real possibility so i don't know i think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors done with the trailers to give the fans another thing to talk about and if that's what it is disney you don't have to do that because the fans are gonna talk about shit anyway like they're gonna find the most minuscule thing that's in the trailer and pull it apart and make it a giant thing already (laughs) like you don't have to manufacture something if that's the case so that's my hot take. <laughs> What's going on there? So I uh, was just trying to go through my uh, list of stuff I saved for see if there's anything I needed to pop up. And Facebook decided to update itself, and I can't find the saved posts anymore. So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, thanks, Facebook. Well, moving on. There we go. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't look like I have anything anyways. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, Amazon and Netflix are in a bidding war right now over the rights to the Lord of the Rings for a television show. So apparently Tolkien's estate is putting it up for sale and they're looking for somewhere between two hundred and fifty million to three hundred million. So that is a fucking haul for a show, dude, just to develop a show, you know. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, I guess Amazon has an inside track right now, but Netflix is still in it. HBO started and they're looking at it and they're just like, no. Like they they just I guess they don't want to spend the money to to get it, so it feels like it's risky to me. It seems like a huge risk to me. Like for that price tag, if they if I don't know, if it wasn't 250 million like minimum, I would think that maybe it's not a risk because I, I'd still think that you could potentially turn it into a show and make a profit. It's still a little bit of a risk, but for that much money, what are the odds that you're going to manage to put together a show that's going to please enough people to where you're going to make that money back and, and then some, you know? Like, yeah, and I I mean, I can I can easily see why HBO passed on it. Yeah. Cuz I mean, they've got their f- fantasy property that they're sitting on that's doing really well. And they got a spin-off in the works. Well, they've got four of them. <laughs> And one of them's going to happen. So. Yeah. So I just don't... I can really see where they passed on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a smarter play for HBO. And it could be that we're wrong about this, but I don't know, man. Like, how much is there to tell? Like, it feels like with the expanded cuts of the of the movies, they told 
pretty much all of that story that there is to tell. I'm sure there's little things that they left out, but <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Are you going to expand way out on every story? You would kind of have to, to make it a show. And if that's the case, you're going to piss off a lot of fans. Like we've already seen with the Hobbit, they get mad when you add things into it. Yeah. And I, I mean, what else is left? I mean, we got what the Cimmerillion story is about all that's left out of the Middle Earth property. And all that is is a collection of short stories, too. Like, it's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've had it for a long time sitting on a shelf, and I've tried to read it many times, and oh, it's not great. So. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't be buying that property. So... And I'm wondering if, so if you get this, what's the angle you take? Like, do you do a lot of backstories? Is that sort of how how you dive into it? Because you almost have to tell stories that people don't know that aren't established. Could we really get into like, like a Schmeagel story? Like, can we, can we get a Schmeagel origin story before The Hobbit? just following him no what's even better is watching him all wretched like between the hobbit and the lord of the rings trying to track down the ring i think that would be even more interesting just give us a schmeagle show maybe you can make a schmeagle show for like 25 mil like (laughs) hey we're not interested in that but if you want to give us just schmeagle here's 25 mil what do you think you can just hand it over to Netflix. The Schmeagel Show. The Schmeagel Show. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great, dude. You could you could Frasier it. <laughs> like maybe he doesn't die jumping into the volcano. Like maybe one of those birds things swoops and like catches him. And then you can just like do like your Frasier style Schmeagel show after that. Like just have him go off and you like meet his brother <laughs> who's also wants the ring really bad. <laughs> and their father who's normal who doesn't want the ring and like just doesn't under doesn't get them at all. And he's really like grouchy about it. And he's got like a chair that doesn't match their decor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it Schmeagel. Schmeagle. Yeah. Just call it Schmeagle. Keep it simple. You want the brand recognition, right? Baby, you hear the music, That's not a good Schmeagle. I apologize. I can't. It's hard to sing as a character. Have you ever tried to sing in another voice? It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. I, you got to really hand it to like voice actors who can do that because it's not an easy thing. Like I've tried to sing as Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not easy, dude. It's not easy. You have to like, you have to pick your properties really well that you're singing because otherwise it's just a nightmare. Like, I don't know. Like, okay. So like the, like if we're trying to do the, the, uh, Frasier song, I'd be like, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Like, I can't do it, but I can be like, everybody get down. Like, that's really easy. It's easy to scream as Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not easy to sing as Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I don't know that I've ever heard him sing, so maybe that plays into it. He probably sings in, like, Jingle All the Way or something. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) No, you don't think he sings in that one? I didn't actually watch that one, so. Uh, God, did you watch uh, last Sunday's that, or... uh... Not the one that just happened, but the one before uh, last week tonight with John uh, Oliver. I did. I don't and remember the, which one because I'm not sure <laughs> the way he laid uh, that out. But he was talking about Meatloaf singing it like uh, the Australian rugby finals, basically like the rugby version of the Super Bowl, and just like showed this clip of him singing and it's the most god awful version of that song you've ever heard. So it's the meatloaf version? It's old fat <laughs> meatloaf version. Yeah, I think I I think I could just like I think I fell asleep during that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Oh. 
Yeah, I think that was the episode I fell asleep during because you started talking about meatloaf and I was like, fuck, that was the one that I was really tired <laughs> and I never got back to watching it because I didn't want to find where it was. I'm behind in all my shows, baby. All of them except for Flash. That's the only thing I'm not behind. That's and Star Trek Discovery. I'm caught up on that. but I'm not caught up on Flash. I did catch up on uh, DC's Legends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I've seen the first three. I think the first three. So wherever that puts me, what are they four four episodes in so far? Four and I think the fifth one tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, because yeah. they're on the same day as the Flash. So I guess I'm only one episode behind Legends of Tomorrow, but I'm like two behind on Supergirl now. Yeah, I guess I'm caught up on Flash. So we've managed to stay caught up on Flash for whatever that's worth. <laughs> But I gotta catch up on all of them because I, I want when they have the giant crossover. I want to be there in the moment, night to night, <laughs> alley to alley, darkness to darkness. Where'd that come from? I'm rambling now. This Guinness went to my head, dude. <laughs> this Guinness went straight to my brain. I don't know what's going on. Uh, should we just talk about Thor Ragnarok? How about we? Uh... Stranger Thing episode two, two. Oh, you're gonna have to remind me because we sat down. Um, my wife sat down and I watched the first episode for the first time again, and then we watched three more after that. <laughs> oh, I'm like eight in right now. Yeah, I didn't get to watch. Uh, I I didn't get to watch like a shitload of them like I wanted to, but I did get to sit down and watch one big chunk. So that was cool because my daughter is in on it. River is not, my wife is. So it's like when there's a combination of the three of us, that's when we can watch it. So. <laughs> um, That was uh, the Halloween episode where they went trick-or-treating. Yeah. They uh, started off, they're all like dressed as uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, and they had that super awkward scene where... Uh, they showed up at school and they're only people in costume. <laughs> Well, yeah, but even before that, I was laughing because when, uh, what's the black kid's name? Uh, it's very telling. I don't know his name, but truthfully, I don't know any other names, but nine because, and I was even mean 11. Yeah. I was going to say, I was even referring to her as 11, but now I got it as nine. So I'm still fucking it up (laughs) trying to like straighten it up. So I don't know any other names, <laughs> not a single one. I call the sheriff David Harbor or the sheriff. So <laughs> Winona Ryder is Winona Ryder. So yeah, I don't know any other names. I'm not taking agency for this, but uh, yeah, when I know I noticed he was not Winston, and yeah. uh, I was like, I started laughing. I was like, that's going to cause a problem. I guarantee. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's a black Ghostbuster. I guarantee one of the kids is already going to have Bankman because he's the most popular of the Ghostbusters. And sure enough, that exact fight happened. And uh, it was super awkward because he's like, what, am I supposed to be the black Ghostbuster? <laughs> like, he's not good. He doesn't have any good lines. And then the kid just like shirks from it and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't explain himself at all. But he's right, dude. Winston is the, he's not the worst of the Ghostbusters, but he's like, Isn't he's the he most short changed. He's the one that has the least amount of time. He does, He's not an owner of the business. Like, I like his lines in it, though. Like, I feel yeah. like Ray irritates me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> he's necessary, but Ray is my least favorite of the Ghostbusters, so. But it was just unnecessary in Ghostbusters 2 that Winston is still only in it for like half the movie. That was fucked up. That like that was not cool. But whatever. (laughs) I'm just saying, if they were to go to a birthday party and uh, dance for little kids in their Ghostbuster outfits, I would be a fan of Winston dancing, but not Ray. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. So what else happened in that episode? Was that when the kid found the thing in the trash can? At the very end, yeah. Yeah. Um, That touched off this whole thing. We watched some show before that when my wife was like, they found some animal. And she's like, oh, it's so cute. And I was like, no, that thing's going to kill somebody. And like, 
sure enough dude it killed somebody in the episode and then so we watched that stranger things and we went ahead of that and i'm like that little thing in the garbage can she's like oh it's so cute and i'm like no that's gonna kill somebody i'm like that's a demigorgon like that's definitely a demigorgon sure enough they're giving signs at least four episodes in that it's dangerous and i mean through eating a cat and all <laughs> my daughter started crying when she saw the cat was eaten and i was just like stop it you know this isn't real like i just wasn't tolerating it then but um and then uh like we went to thor and then they had that giant wolf and she's like oh it's so cute i'm like no that thing like will kill people and to it to her credit it didn't kill anybody but anything that can stand toe-to-toe to to hulk for that long you don't want as a pet dude no that's dangerous unless you're the goddess of death yeah but that's fine because it's the goddess of death, you know, and that's technically her brother, even though they didn't cover that in the movie. Yeah, they did. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, what did I fucking know? I just read it in the Easter eggs. I don't remember her saying, you're my brother, even though you're a giant wolf, so it didn't stick oh, out. Oh, the wolf here. being her brother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean about her? Yeah. Oh. No, it's way more complicated than like they they change it for the movies and hella is not like their sister in the the comic books she is loki's daughter so oh that's yeah it's just different for this but uh badge wants to sit on your phone (laughs) (laughs) he looks so sad when you moved it too now he's looking at me like he's begging (laughs) anyway um might as well just go full full on on, on Thor. So, last chance to tune out if you haven't seen it yet. If you're one of the few that didn't pack into the movie theater, just sign off now because we're gonna start talking about it. Three, two, one. Okay. So what what'd you think? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I was having a. I, we were trying to figure it out. We always do this now where we're like trying to figure out where it sits with marvel movies you know and uh, i've just gotten so tired of being like this is my favorite this is the best ever like this isn't great like whatever like i like them all like every one of them i like it's just like some of them i like more than the others and i almost don't even want to rate them anymore i've just been doing thirds the last couple (laughs) of movie and so i'm gonna put this in the top third again yeah yeah like it's it's really fucking good it's really funny um and it's it's the most fantastical one that's come out yet i think like visually it's fucking stunning. like guardians of the galaxy is damn close but this one just i don't know it was such a weird unique style through it that i just yeah, really it, dug it the whole thing is shot like a a scene out of a 70s like the side of a van yeah <laughs> it's a good way to put it yeah it's the side the side of a stoner's van like you 70s. see like vikings and like futuristic stuff like all mashed together it's pretty great let's just name out things that we liked in the movie or things that we didn't like um i really like the way that they handled hulk in the movie he's basically a four-year-old with this mentality <laughs> Like, I really enjoyed that, that he's just, like, this big kid. and uh, Well, it's, like, halfway between that and, like, a, a stoner bro. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that, too. But I feel like if you just handed a, a five-year-old the keys to the kingdom, that's how you would act. You know what I mean? But I loved, I loved when he's just, like, when he's yelling at Thor and he's like, you go. And then Thor electrocutes himself on that invisible door, and he's like, you go again. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not the first time he's pulled that. I loved when, like, when Thor comes up to him, and he's like, sun's coming down, big guy, and, like, putting his hand in his. (laughs) And he just, like, that's hilarious, because that's, like, Black Widow's line, and you can tell that's not gonna work, dude. You're not you're not her you know what i mean yeah but then the fact that he like crushes him back and forth and then like loki's like 
yeah how does that feel kind of thing because loki went through that already you know (laughs) (laughs) i fucking i loved all of the stuff with hulk was just great in this movie i like the uh the back and forth between thor and loki i thought was really great like the the sibling rivalry sort of stuff like let's let's play help her my brother needs help (laughs) (laughs) it's so humiliating not for me yeah so that game consists of uh thor like saying his brother needs help and when people run up he throws his brother (laughs) into them to knock him out (laughs) and then there is that other scene where uh where Thor is talking about how terrible Loki was growing up. Uh, which, by the way, there's a callback because Loki mentions that Thor was a, his, his, like, it comes out that he's his brother. Like, Jeff Goldblum's chess master is, keeps referring to him as his brother. And he says, Well, we're adopted. And there's a callback to the Avengers because, like, when they're talking about Loki, Thor, they kind of look at Thor at one point and he's like, Well, he was my adopted brother. <laughs> 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 so it's just like the opposite way but uh thor tells that one story in front of loki about how when they were kids he really liked snakes and so loki turned himself into snakes so that he'd pick him up and then he like turned himself back into loki and stabbed him in the stomach <laughs> like <it's- laughs> the, and you could just see tom hiddleston laughing so hard like i swear they gotta take that was just him laughing at that line and uh that was really funny. Or when he uh, turned him into a frog. Yeah, that's actually that. There was, was about in the four, comics. yeah, four issues of comics where he was a frog at one point. Yeah, that is always sitting in the Lewis and Clark library here. <laughs> like that fucking graphic novel, and I've never read it because I never wanted to read it. But like, yeah, the the frog Thor story is definitely there. That was in a pet Avengers run that they did for a, a little <laughs> bit. I'm not making this up. Yeah. <laughs> but um Yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff in that movie. Like the comedy really like what I found was when I was watching it, I would laugh at every second or third joke at first. And then once Hulk was introduced, I laughed at every joke. Like it, and it's not even saying that it was necessarily Hulk. It was just that last two thirds of the movie was fucking hilarious, and it really made me laugh a lot. So, you know, I thought because I laughed a lot of it, and then I started thinking about it after I watched it. Like how dark that movie actually got for how much comedy is in that movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like that they had the balls to smash his hammer, not give his hammer back, and take his eye. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And it was pointed out. And basically burned down his town. Yeah. Uh, it was pointed out, too, that um, the Infinity trailer, the Infinity War trailer, which, I mean, isn't technically available, but you can find it places, you know, because it played at Comic-Con. Like he has both of his eyes in that, and all the all the promotional stuff coming out for Infinity War, he has both of his eyes in it, and so they either somehow have his eye come back for that movie, or they like digitally changed it just because, just to not be a spoiler, not to give it away. Yeah, I tend to think it's that. Like I think they're gonna keep him without the eye. I hope that's what they're gonna do. I think it's kind of badass. I like it because it's like it's some history with it, you know. Yeah, you and know, it, it draws that parallel with Odin because yeah. Odin's got one eye. So, and if you can have Nick Fury running around and Odin running around, there's room for one more one-eyed like <laughs> hero, right? Yeah. Um. How'd you? What'd you think about the play at the beginning where they had? Chris Hemsworth, older brother, playing Luke. Thor. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth playing Thor. They had uh, um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah, playing Odin and fucking Matt Damon playing Loki, <laughs> reprising his role as Loki. It was pretty great. Yeah. For those not in the know, Dogma, Matt Damon plays Loki in Dogma. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, pretty crazy callback, huh? I hope that was a nod to Kevin Smith. I really do. I don't think it was, though, because I read that uh, 
Chris Hemsworth said, let me get my friend Matt for that. We're like, why don't we get my friend Matt for that role? And they're like, Matt who? And he's like, Matt Damon. He's like, yeah, okay. He's not going to show up for this. And like Matt Damon showed up the next day, <laughs> did that scene. So, you know, Matt Damon would show up for that. A uh, man, I'm not, a, that's pretty cool that he did, but that's not a guarantee. Cause somebody like Matt Damon, he might've been holding out to get an A-list like, hero someday you know what i mean as opposed to actor who plays thor (laughs) he could have been playing himself if you think about it just like matt damon got trapped in asgard somehow (laughs) got got that role or not as thor but as loki i don't know it's possible (laughs) it's a pretty great cameo it was also pointed out it was the um it was the most shocking cameo he did since uh uh what was the Chris Nolan space movie? Um Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. Cause I did you ever get I around to did. seeing that one? Yeah, dude, Catch it was fucking one. shocking when you're watching it because all of a sudden Matt Damon's in it. You're like, Matt Damon? Like you had no idea Matt Damon was in that movie. He was in no advertising, nobody talked about it. I didn't even bring it up on the podcast. Like I waited until fucking just now to bring that up. So, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah. So go fuck yourself, dude. You had your chance. <laughs> you had a couple years to get that surprise in. So, <laughs> Zach was still doing the podcast when we were talking about it, which I found really weird because he was a Chris Nolan fan and he never went around, he never got around to seeing that movie. So I thought that was kind of strange, but. Yeah, I I can't speak for Zach's motives. So, <laughs> what else was there in Thor? I I really liked when uh, Hulk fucking when when they unleash that demon to fight Hela because basically they can't beat Hela, which I I enjoyed that they actually like just like yeah they can't beat her, and so they unleash that demon to to I guess like fight her for eternity or whatever, and uh, like as they're leaving hulk runs up and just smacks like that fire demon in the head <laughs> and they're like for once just don't smash <laughs> and he's like boot monster <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> i just like uh how they really changed thor's kind of demeanor how and it, in a lot of the earlier movies, it was there. It just wasn't as pronounced as this one where he's trying to be stoic, but he's definitely like doesn't have the common street sense in a way. Well, he's really, he's really gone through um, like a, an arc like his character has right like you look at the first thor and it's it's definitely he's haughty and uh he's arrogant and he doesn't understand what it is to be a king right and then like in the second one he's you know he had joined up with the avengers and stuff and the humor starts to creep in a little bit there but it's also like he's still a serious warrior But by this point, like, even you go to Avengers 2, he's starting to, like, the crack, you know, the whole thing with him letting everybody, like, trying to grab the hammer and all that, (laughs) like, all that stuff. He's just, like, been influenced by everybody around him, so he's way more, like, an American at this point than he is, like... Like they have that whole thing with the Valkyrie when he's talking about how he wanted to be a member of the Valkyrie when he grew up. And then he's like, and then I found out they're all women and like, well, good for you. It's really good. <laughs> like, there's a place you can go. It was just so funny the way he laid that. Cause it was just like people would say here, you know, I, I found that really funny or when he was talking to Dr. Strange and he's like, why didn't you let me know? He's like, why don't you? And he says, well, it's not like you have an address I can send it to he goes what about a little thing called electronic mail and he goes do you even have a computer and he's like what is that like what would i need with that i love that he just drops electronic mail which nobody would say but then also just has no idea what it is you know? i really love that it was funny uh yeah dr strange thing was pretty fun in there just like the little you know i cameo. really like I really did like the Doctor Strange because 
you know, the Doctor Strange movie, they, you know, used it to kind of build out that character, at least in the MCU. But in Thor, they're just playing with Doctor Strange. Like, he's just himself, full power, does what he does. Yeah. So I, I really like that. When they're just like, we're going to use these characters now, not necessarily just building, 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 but actually playing with characters. Yeah, that's what's great about these movies is it's just they're totally fine with just having these characters come in and do five minutes. And we love it, you know? Like, I fucking laughed so hard when they had... um was it Iron Man 3 when like Tony Stark's laying on the couch at the very end and he's like looks like he's talking to a psychiatrist and it turns out he's talking to Bruce Banner and he's just like you know I'm not that kind of doctor (laughs) 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 speaking of Bruce Banner I really enjoyed that they had him um basically like had not been Bruce Banner since we last saw him in the Avengers 2 and he's really panicked by this and having a crisis but like thor just doesn't really seem to care you know what i mean (laughs) like he's trying to pretend like he cares but in actuality he's just trying to get his mission done yeah and he's he's totally fine to use him uh, banner's all right but i really need hulk right now (laughs) (laughs) and i love that he tells hulk like oh you're the one i like i can't stand banner and then like banner is saying the same thing to him you know (laughs) I really love that he plays both sides against themselves. I still love that line where he's putting the team together and she's like, what do you call them? And he goes, the Revengers. <laughs> like, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, I was laughing at uh, the director. So I guess the director played the fire demon, but he also, uh, take Waititi or however you say his name, but he also played... um uh the rock guy i can't remember his name but that guy was hilarious in that movie (laughs) like he's so good and they said that was one of the hardest special effects scenes that they had because they're just like almost every scene that guy's in they're just playing it for comedy so they're like cgiing up this whole character but they're trying to get the comic timing right with it as opposed to you know, just doing an action shot. Cause I don't think that guy's really in any action scenes. He's just like there to deliver. Yeah, lines. not really. He's just there to deliver lines about like calling, like talking about how he that's has a what little Doug bit of said. fighting on the bridge, but yeah. that's about it. That's what Doug said. Bye, new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> or the whole thing with Meek really made me laugh too, because like, I was watching that, and uh, River and, and uh, my wife were just like, oh, it's so cute. And I'm like, that thing is a fucking killer. And she's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And so I came home and showed a picture in the comic of like Meek, and they're like, ugh. I'm like, yeah, it, it's way different in the movies than it is in the comics. He fucking blows up an entire planet and like murders everybody in the planet. Like That's what Meek does. So I'm glad we got a, a lighter-hearted Meek. <laughs> since we're not full out doing the planet hulk storyline we're just touching on it i think it's appropriate to have meek as a cute little bug that'll sell toys <laughs> right anyway. so what did you think of uh the grandmaster oh jeff goldblum was hilarious in this movie <laughs> he was so funny i love the end scene they had too where after the whole revolution he gets pulled down from the ship and he's just like well you know, I'm, I'm a big part of it. Like, you, you need your emperor to have, like, a revolution. And, and we can just call it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> when he's clearly fucked, you know. <laughs> it's great last words. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I guess Kevin Feige says that he wants to have a scene in a Marvel movie where he has the... Um, where he has Jeff Goldblum's character and he has a collector sit down and play like kind of a space chess game. Like he wants that to happen. So I think, I think we haven't seen the last of the grandmaster just yet. I don't think so either. Yeah. Cause I, uh, cause they were talking about, 
And uh, I don't know where I read it, but those two being brothers, question mark? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> so it might be interesting to see a, a throwdown between those two or... Well, and I would say if Kevin Feige wants it to happen, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. I just, yeah. The guy's got a little bit of pull around there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to a a Cracked podcast. They were talking about all these um, films that were saved by studio notes and producers and things. And they said, like, usually you hear about, like, the bad ideas, like, when they just come up with these terrible ideas. And, you know, they're like, and that's that's fine, but he's like, occasionally they come up with good ideas. Like, this, like, Kevin Feige is a producer. And, like, the whole Marvel Universe exists because of Kevin Feige. And he's really the one that pulls the strings at the end of the day. And nobody would say he's the one ruining these movies, you know? <laughs> so he's like, it's not always the producer's fault or the suit's fault. It's just, you know, usually when something really doesn't work, the directors and actors are pretty quick to point out whose fault it is when it's the suit, you know? Yeah. And a lot of time that's, you know, a camel effect. You know, it's a, a horse designed by committee. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that's exactly right (laughs) well is there anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here i really want to watch thor again i do too (laughs) it was so much fun i just god damn that movie was fun man and and that's that's what i would say to anybody on the fence about whether you want to go and see it because i mean we were talking sparingly about we didn't even talk about thanos ship showing up or anything at the end but it's just a fun movie. Like, it's just fun. It's it's really, like, if I'm being honest, there's um, there are segments of Marvel where you start to, like, think about what the next thing is going to be while you're watching the movie. And this was definitely one of the movies where I just sat down and I never thought about what the next thing would be until, like, the post-credits because that's kind of what they're there for a little bit, you know? But, like, until we hit that point, like, I just fucking enjoyed it for what it was, which is just, like, a super fun movie, you know? I didn't worry about, like, Thanos or, like, Infinity War coming up or, like, are they going to squeeze in, you know, any of these characters. Like, it was just fun. It's just a fun movie. So, I'd I'd go see it. Like, everybody's going to laugh and enjoy it. And you don't have to see any of the other Thor movies if for some reason you didn't because they really don't care. I mean, they kill... They either care or kill or don't use most of the supporting cast from the other Thor movies. <laughs> so, like, I think Loki is really the only one, and uh, Hamdall, right? Hamdall and Odin. No, Odin's dead. Well, he died in this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They killed the Warriors three right away. They killed Odin right away. Sif's nowhere to be found. Like, there's just not really any baggage from the previous movies you really don't have to see them like there's some jokes that'd be funnier but you know you don't need to that's what i enjoyed about the movie it really stood alone as just a fun movie so maybe the fun I, i think it's the funnest movie marvel's made so far i will say that i'm not gonna say it's my all time favorite yet only time will tell on that but it's certainly in the mount rushmore and it was certainly a really fun movie so yeah Definitely worth watching. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. In brightest comment, in blackest video game, no spoiler shall escape my sight. Beware. Beware. My nerdy light. Hi, my name is Jeremiah, and I am starting a podcast about movies, TV, video games, anime, and comics, and pretty much everything that is extra nerdy. I'll be joined by my co-host, Nick, and we will be putting out our first episode on September 28th, so I hope you will subscribe and come nerd out with us. Put them on your laptop! Put them on your phone! 
Put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the Not Safe for Network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We had a good life. Well, Strap, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network. 